I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 35. And welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I challenged you to spend a lot of time in Psalm 78, and I did that with you this week, and so I'm really kind of having a hard time moving on, so to speak, from that psalm. And fortunately for us, all of the time that we spend in God's Word, it's an investment. And so if you took the time to invest in Psalm 78 and the challenges that I've given you, it will serve you well this week as we pick up Mariah Peters' song, You Carry Me, as our inspiration to jump into God's Word once again. There are two thoughts that I want to wade through on today's episode. And the first, the obvious one, is that God carries us. And I really want to look at some scriptural proof and insight that this is true. And the second is birthed out of a question that I asked last week, which is how can you remember what God has done if you don't record it? Now let's jump to to the first question, which is, how does God carry us in Scripture? And there are many Scriptures that talk about God carrying us, but there are two pictures that really impacted me this week. And the one is of a shepherd carrying his sheep, and the other is an eagle carrying her young on her wings. So let's start with the shepherd. And uh, Isaiah chapter 40, speaking of God, describes this in verse 11. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Now let's start off with that first phrase. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. Now shepherds didn't have whips and spikes. They used a staff to protect and guide. And the staff wasn't even used as a, as a beating tool. It was used as kind of a the hook part of the staff would be to draw them back in they would he would the shepherd would use the flat part of his staff just to touch the backs of his sheep to let his sheep know that he were, that he was there and shepherds live with their sheep and so shepherds know each uh, lamb by name and Jesus even talked about how a shepherd would leave 99 sheep in safety to go and rescue the one that was lost He wants to rescue us, and he knows us by name, and he's a good shepherd. And the sheep know the voice of the shepherd, and his voice brings comfort. 
God just tends his flock. He is our good shepherd. We are his flock. He is like a shepherd. So he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom. There's an affection from the shepherd to the sheep. There's a deep love. You know, our family has a bunny and he's cute and he's sweet and he's soft and he's cuddly and he lives in a cage in our kitchen and we do let him out and play and get get his exercise and I like him okay, but I don't love him. I'll pet his nose when I walk by and if my husband or girls have him out of the cage, I might pass my hand and pet his soft fur, but I don't generally hold him close to my bosom and carry him in his, in my arms, but my husband and my girls do. They love him. They want him to be close. And God is this shepherd described here as gathering the lambs in his arms and holding them close to his chest. He, he doesn't pick them up and hold them away from his body like a, like a stinky sock and move him from place to place. He picks up the weak, the small, the lambs, the babies. They lack strength and they lack understanding and experience and he holds them close. And that is how God carries us. And then finally, as a mama, I love this next part of the verse. It says, he gently leads those that are with young. And as a mama, I need leading desperately. And gentle leading, that sounds like a dream. And he'll pick up my babies when I'm at my wit's end and hold them close to his heart. And I don't know about you, but my mom will always consider me her baby. And I have a feeling that Father God feels the same way about us. We are his sweet lambs, even if we as our parents and have our own lambs to tend to. And so he holds us close as his own sweet lambs. And he leads us as we are trying to lead and care for our young. And with all of that in mind, as God is our shepherd, let's look at the first verse of Mariah Peters' song, You'll Carry Me. Feels like it's been miles and miles, feels like it's an uphill climb, sometimes I get weary on the way, but when I look back at where I've been, when I look back, I'm sure of it, I was right there in your arms and I can say. If I'm thinking of God as my shepherd, I can't help but think about Psalm 23. And just as our song kind of reflects a long journey with ups and downs and weariness and fear, Psalm 23 reflects that the Lord is our shepherd and that he comforts us in the valley and he prepares a table before us. Now, I just want you to know that the summit of the mountains, the top of the mountain areas were known as the tablelands. So with that in mind and looking at the verses in Psalm 23, in the valley and at the summit and everywhere in between, God is with us and he's shepherding us, which according to Isaiah 40 includes gently leading and carrying us close to his heart. So that was the picture of the shepherd. And I really want to move on to the picture of the eagle carrying her young. And Deuteronomy 32 describes God's relationship to his people. It says, he encircled him. He instructed him. Now that he is God encircled him. The him there is Jacob or Israel or the inheritance or God's people. And I've taught on this before in previous podcasts, and I'm not going to go into super detail here, but if you have accepted Christ's salvation 
through Christ, we are we inherit the same thing as as God's people. We are God's people through Christ's sacrifice. We are considered Abraham's seed, just as as if we were Jewish. And so we can we can take these uh, verses because it's God's character as it relates to His people. So even though in the context of this verse. Uh, in Isaiah, he is at this moment speaking to the people of Israel or, or or showing God's character in relation to the people of Israel. It's really consistent to be able to translate that as him showing his love to us as well. So he, God, encircled him. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye, as an eagle stirs up its nest hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him. And this is in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 10 through 12, if you want to go back and explore that. But it sounds majestic, doesn't it? I'm I'm kind of picturing the wind in my face and rising up on the heights and being carried safe on the wings of God. And, And there really should be comfort in this picture. He encircles us. He instructs us. He's, he's not just leaving us out on our own. He's telling us the way that we should live that would bring fulfillment and joy. He loves us with this endearing love, a favorable love. You know, what it means to be the apple of his eye is this love that cherishes us above all others. But then we get to the stirring of the nest. And I want to say this is out of love too, but God is is described here as an eagle. Now, an eagle is a majestic bird that builds her nest high in the rocks, far from every predator that might endanger her young, and while they're hatched and growing. So these nests are really high up in the cliffs. No predators can really get there. It's carefully crafted, the nest, from sticks, and then she lines it with her own down feathers and then lines that with animal pelts, and it creates this warm and comfortable and safe environment for her young to be hatched and to grow. But when it's time for those young to leave the nest, because there is a time when the nest now does more harm than good. When the nest is no longer keeping them safe and comfortable, but really keeping those eaglets from spreading their wings and flying into all that eagle life has to offer, the mother stirs the nest. She tosses out the pelts with her beak. She flaps her wings to blow out all of the down feathers that might have added this layer of familiarity and warmth. She's stirring the nest. And now those sticks that used to cradle the down and the pelts, now those sticks kind of act like uncomfortable thorns, encouraging those eaglets to move on into greatness that they were born to live out. Then do you know what that mother eagle does in all of her stirring? She stirs her young right out of the nest. She even flings them out of the nest into free fall. If you're in free fall right now in your life, could it be that God is allowing your circumstances to teach you to fly? Because that is what this mother eagle does. She doesn't allow her young to then crash and burn at the bottom of the cliff. She flings them out at the, from the top of the mountain and lets them free fall. She swoops down, lifts them up, carrying them on her wings. 
Now, God himself may have allowed your circumstances to send you into a tailspin, but he is right there swooping in with his powerful wings and lifting you up, carrying you on his wings. Then the mother eagle does it again and again and again until the young begin to see how to fly. They watch her by example. They trust that she has their best interest at heart. They truly are the apple of her eye. They trust that she will be there to bear them up on her own wings until they get the hang of it. We were not meant to stay in the nest. We were meant to fly And God wants to use that thing that is poking you in the side and is so uncomfortable to move you from your familiar and comfortable place in the nest to blue skies and cliff dwelling of your own. Now, later on in Isaiah chapter 40, it goes on to say, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. This question is saying, you know, they're, they're questioning God. He's not there for me. He doesn't see what's happening to me. He doesn't know. He, he doesn't, I, I have this, this claim and he's just passing over me. He, he's, he's letting me fall from the nest and I'm going to crash and burn at the bottom of this cliff. But the verse goes on to say, have you not known Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Do you hear that? You yourself will mount up on, a, on wings like eagles. But eaglets can't learn to fly as long as they're staying in the nest. So if you're in this season of stirring, even in that season, God is carrying you. So we see God carrying us like a shepherd and an eagle. But I want to point out one more thing that this week's song can lead us to, and we find it in the second verse of the song. There are days I wonder if you can fix the mess I'm in. Times when nothing seems to go the way it should. But then I look back on every season. I can find there's 10,000 reasons to trust that you can work all things for good. There are days I wonder if you can fix the mess I'm in when nothing seems to go the way it should. I think that harkens back to that verse we just read in Isaiah chapter 40 where it says, My way is hidden from the Lord and my just claim is passed over by my God. We're just that You might be in a place where you're just questioning to think that God might even be able to fix it. But then it says, but then I look back on every season. I can find there's 10,000 reasons to trust that you can work all things for good. Now, last, last week we talked about remembering and not forgetting what God has done for us. And I am not a proponent of living in the past, but I do believe that there's a lot to learn from a thoughtful review of our history. And so my challenge to you this week is to look back on every season and see where God was there carrying you. 
it would be it would be a benefit to you to actually write it down. Write a short timeline. Highlight those key markers or seasons. Uh, I mean, it, it really shouldn't take too long. It might take a thoughtful review, but it shouldn't take too long to be able to write these seasons down. It's not like I'm asking you to log every year of your life unless maybe each year is like a new season for you. But uh, then once you write those down, then acknowledge and praise God for his presence and his assistance. And then recognize the fact that God never changes. And who he was in your history is who he'll be in your tomorrows. And then some. And not because God changes, but because our perspective does. He wants us to see and understand that he is the everlasting God, the creator of the world. And he has so much more for us. And and maybe this season that you're in right now is one where you need to see him as shepherd gently leading you. Or maybe this season is a true stirring of the nest where he wants you to to fly into to see in, into a space that you haven't been in yet. But uh, I can't ignore, there's a verse that she mentions here where when she says, uh, to trust that you can work all things for good, that's coming from Romans 8.28. And uh, the verse says, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, even though I can't ignore this promise, I want you to understand the context where this verse is found. And the context are the verses around a key verse, especially those that are often quoted. You really need to understand what the context is around them so that you can truly understand uh, and and not really claim something in a way that it was never meant to be claimed. But uh, this, so this particular verse, all things work together for good, is found in a section of scripture in the New King James. The section title says, From Suffering to Glory. So right there, even if you don't read the verses around, which I encourage you to do, but another way to kind of understand what what context you're in is to look at those titles in your Bible. It'll give you a clue as to what's happening. And even from this, you can see that God's not saying in this verse that we won't experience bad things. He's definitely not saying that we won't suffer. Uh, But he is saying that God can work all those things, the good and the bad, the things that he intended for you and the things that he did not intend for you. We live in a sinful and fallen world. And just because it's happening doesn't mean it's his perfect will, but he can use it for good. And it says he will, He that in all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So if you look at the context, you will see that we will suffer. And the glory in this context is really talking about eternal glory. And so you just have to keep all of that in perspective. But but understanding all of that, then claim that promise. And understand that no matter what season you're in right now, God's going to work all of it together for good. He's going to weave it together in a beautiful tapestry because you love him and you're called according to his purposes. So it doesn't make that promise any less powerful to understand the context. It just brings a great perspective. Again, not that all suffering is good, but he can use it all for our good, just as we saw in his stirring of our of the nest and kind of that free fall feeling. He's going to use all of that, the, the, the sticks poking in our side. He's going to use it to bring us to a place 
um, that we've never been before and maybe a little uncomfortable, but really higher and bigger than we've experienced to this point. So what's next? Well, I really want you in God's Word. Every week, I want these songs to inspire you to read God's Word. And so maybe you look up other references of God carrying us, because there are a few more. Uh, Maybe that picture of the shepherd really impacted you today. Spend some time in Isaiah 40 and in Psalm 23. Seek out other shepherd references just to begin to increase your understanding and perspective of what that means so that when you read a simple verse like that, that that uses that word shepherd, you will have you will bring to it such depth of knowledge and understanding that you'll never be able to read those verses the same. And if the picture of the eagle really impacted you, spend some time in Deuteronomy 32 and just really ponder what these truths might mean in your current situation. I'm not saying this week that we need to read 72 verses like I asked you to spend time last week. This week I'm really talking about a more focused um, pondering and meditating uh, as you really look at your current situation. And then at some point this week, I really want you to take the time to write out that timeline of the seasons in your life and then determine how God's hand was there carrying you. Write it out. And then once you write it out, share it with someone. And then if you would share it with me, I would love to hear from you. You can email me that privately. Michelle at michellenizat.com is my email address. And I would be honored to rejoice with you in seeing God's hand in all of your seasons. And while you're in God's word this week, just let me know how you're doing. You can hop on Twitter at Michelle Nizat or Facebook. And I'm my public page is Michelle L. Nizat. And let's talk about where what you're learning. You can even leave a comment on today's show notes, michellenizat.com forward slash 35. And just a few quick announcements before we leave today. I really appreciate all of you who listen more than words can describe. It's it's just really humbling to see how many people are downloading the podcast and listening. And I just want to thank you in advance um, for taking the time to subscribe to uh, the podcast in iTunes. And if you go in there to subscribe, while you're there, would you mind leaving a review? Uh, leave a star review and a written review. And as always, if you take time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. And then keeping God's word front and center in your mind every day is really important. As you're in a section of scripture and spending time there, you you need to underline key verses that jump out at you and then review them regularly. And it's just a wonderful way to really hide God's word in your heart. And so I've tried to create some resources to help you do that. Um, They're free for you. Just a thank you for listening. And the way that I get them to you is uh, through your email. So if you go to michellenizat.com and type in your email address and um, send that, I will send you those free memory verse resources each and every week. So it's my gift to you to thank you for listening. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. My next podcast will feature He Knows by Jeremy Camp. And if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. Uh, You can just share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. If you go to michellenizat.com forward slash 35, you'll just click on one with one click you can share. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Just click on comment to join the conversation. 
Until next time, take time to meditate on God's Word and consider His ways.